0: Here's Pastor Ryan. The Levites who were the singers, all
1: those of Asaph and Heman and uh, Jeduthun with their sons and their brethren stood at the east end of the altar that brazen uh, you know uh bronze Altar there on the outside of the court on the temple where all the sacrifices were made. The singers, these Levites, they all stood on the east end of that huge altar, that huge barbecue. And they were clothed in linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. And the first thing I want to... point out to you, is that they were dressed in in white linen garments, which obviously speaks to holiness and to purity. And these are the singers. These are the ones that God had set apart, you know, and gave skill to so that they can lead the people in the worship of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, the thanksgiving of the Lord. And they had to be pure, sanctified as we already talked about. And it's important that for any musicians in any church that uh, any worship team within the body of Christ, that they are uh, living lives of holiness, that they are pure of heart, and really those who sanctify themselves before the Lord. Because in churches, this area can be the, a real messy area because people walk into churches all the time with all the talent in the world, and they can play the drum like nobody's business, and they can, you know, play the guitar, the mandolin, and all of these various... Um, Uh, gifts and talents but what's most important to the Lord is that they're purified that they're sanctified that they have humble hearts and that their heart is for the Lord because there are plenty of people with talent whose hearts are not for the Lord and it's a very serious thing to the Lord. And, and uh, you know, the, the praising of the Lord, uh, the, the preparing of our hearts in song. I mean, it's like we're being prepared for war. And so you don't want people leading you into battle whose hearts aren't really for the Lord. And it's like any other gift in, 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 in the body of Christ. If, if a person's heart is not right, then it kind of defeats the purpose on on the on the gift and and it defeats the purpose on the talent so you know if god has touched your heart with skill or a talent or he's given all of us gifts you know make sure that the heart is pure that your heart is dressed in linen white and and that you're good on the inside. That's super important to the Lord, that we're obedient to His word, because uh, it, you know, when it comes to playing music, obviously they need to play in harmony. but in a spiritual sense, all of us as a church should be in harmony. There should be unity amongst us. And that's where our next uh, uh, topic. Uh, is here. It says here that they stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. Indeed, verse 13, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. And so that's a very beautiful and exciting time. And And, and the way it came about was the... Was when the worship people were synchronized, when they, you know, were when they got it together, where the singers and the trumpeters were all on the same page, and they made that sound of praising and thanksgiving to the Lord. It was powerful, not only to the people, you know, with playing the instruments, the, the Levites, but it was powerful, no doubt, to the people who were there. And it was well pleasing to the Lord. You, we, we, re, we read that that cloud came down just to show them, I'm about this. <laughs> God would say, you know, he's for this. He's with them. He's leading this. He's in their midst. And that's how important unity is within the body of Christ. You know, it, there's something to be said about being like-minded and And it's one thing that I've learned in in my walk with the Lord, how important it is for churches, no matter what churches that you attend or you're part of, whatever church a person's a part of, that church should have unity amongst themselves. They should have a oneness of mind. I've learned that to be more important in my later walk with the Lord. It is so important. Chuck Smith used to say, oh, not everybody can receive my ministry. That's one of the wisest things that, that I, I can re- recall him saying to all of us pastors. You know, it's like, not, I, I'm good with that. Not everybody can receive uh, our ministry here at Sweet Hills. We have a particular <laughs> brand of Calvary Chapel, and I'm proud of it, and I love it, and it's who we are. We are who we are by the grace of God. But how we need to be one, how we have to to pray, Lord, help us to be of one heart and of one mind because when we are my goodness when that ship is 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 going in the same direction it's a very powerful weapon in the hand of God and the enemy knows that unity is destructive for his kingdom so he'll do everything to separate us he'll do everything to divide us he'll do everything to keep us away from this place it's important that we have unity and oneness just like the worship team has to come together and they practice from time to time. They they practice to harmonize, they practice to be able to play the same notes and be on the same. So we too should also practice in our fellowship with one another. A lot of people talk about social anxiety nowadays. You know, that's a real deal. You know. All I can say to that is. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we just have to pray until it goes away. And that might be more than our 15 minutes of normal prayer. It might just be all day. Lord, I will not let go of you until you take this from me. So that I can go amongst my brothers and sisters without fear and just fellowship. Get to know them. I grew up very antisocial in the punk scene and the gang member scene. where we just kick back with our own and hate everybody else on the, on, the, on the planet. That's how I was raised. And all of a sudden the Lord's like, "Oh no, the body of Christ, one big family, you know So you find yourself hanging out with judges and police officers and probation officers and you know all the guys on the other side of the, <laughs> of the life. And it doesn't, and the fellowship is sweeter and funnier, because it's God. And and all of us want to be lawful, we're of one mind. We want to honor God's word. We want to see people get saved. But you know, as a family, we grow by being amongst one another and um, fellowshiping, and I think it's all of our call to make it happen. I really do. As a pastor, we're trying to put more things on the schedule. Probably have like those dinners, dinners for eight that we used to have. Those are really fun. we like, you can sign up to host people at your pad. And then like, uh, I think, is it eight people who come? That makes 10. So it would be six people that come, <laughs> three couples that come, right? Dinner for six. And then you just hang out and then we do like a rotation. And so everyone kind of gets to know each other. That's a good way, you know. Another good way is just coming to church more frequently. And sticking around you know going to get Mexican food at these taco trucks you know um, but God does bless his people when they, when they have unity God blesses a home when there's unity when husband and wife are on the same page spiritually when the kids are are admonished in the Lord there's unity, it's powerful and that's when our days are full and full of joy and peace but when is there heartache when there's division, when there's strife Paul would say endeavoring to keep the unity of the saints like endeavor and as pastors part of our job is to protect the church from division like as a pastor that's what I one of the jobs I get to do is is, is quell quell that? Yeah, stop that. Crush it! (laughs) I just got back from Ken's church so that's the kind of stuff he does. He just... (laughs) Oh my goodness. But anyways. Psalm 22 verse 3 says But thou art holy... O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. God is holy and he inhabits the praises of his people. He he is among, when we praise him, he inhabits that. He's in the midst of that. As Jesus said, where two or more are gathered in my name, I will be in the midst of you. God is here. God is here. The early church was filled with unity, and I believe that's why it was so powerful, and we read about it in the book of Acts just how fantastic uh, it was. We read throughout the book of Acts how they continued daily with one accord in the temple, right? In Acts chapter 2 verse 46, in the breaking of bread from house to house, that they ate their bread with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who would be saved. God still blesses unity. God is still, while he tarries, while we're waiting for him to pull this church out of here, he still wants us to meet that way, get together, fellowship. Man, there's so much healing in that, right? The Bible says to pray for one another, confess your sins to one another, that you might be healed. In Acts 4.32, it says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart, and one soul, neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. I mean, how do you practice to be selfless? How do you practice to love thy neighbor as yourself, right? But, but, but by being around them, right? It's like, I'm a fantastic Christian by myself. I I am so long-suffering. But then you get around God's people and you're just like... I need Jesus. I need Jesus right now. Bad. I'm a sinner. That's what I am. That's what happens. So around, that's, you know, right? That's what kids are for. That's what par- uh, pets are for too, apparently, in my case. Acts 4.31 says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was Shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Boldness comes directly from knowing that I'm part of a team. I went all the way to Maine with my crazy eye situation out in the boonies at some amazing cabin where I had a, where the restroom was a composite, what was it? Compos- compost. I'll preach it till I die. We had a compost toilet, man. Where you put two scoops after you use it. Like a cat. <laughs> where electricity and the water only worked with a generator. Yeah, try charging your phones with that. And try, you know, I got a sleep mask on. I'm just like, oh my gosh. But in the day you wake up to paradise. So stunning. So beautiful. It's, the beauty there will make you cry. Make you cry. Um, but why did I go there? Knowing that you guys were behind me over there. Help me. You know, knowing that we are behind you should help you. We need each other to be able to speak the word of God with boldness. Boldness. So that when you're getting persecuted at work or wherever you are or whatever, you can call some of us up and we'll just pray for you and say, oh, those of vipers, let's pray for them. I'm with you. You know, you need someone to see things the way you see them, biblically. In Romans 15, 5, Paul would say, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another, according to Christ Jesus. Like-minded. Alrighty. And so what are they singing? They're singing, For he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Commentators believe that this is coming straight out of Psalm 100. It's It's a small psalm. The Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. So, is the Lord good to you? I know He is. I can tell by the way you sing that the Lord is good to you. That might bring conviction to some people. Oh, shoot. I never sing. I don't sing till the third song. You know, just get ready outside then. Get ready outside. Because I'd hate to come into this place and, and, you know, have that in common with the world. They don't sing and neither do I. Just forget that. In fact, I think I grew in my faith and as a young believer when I came in saying, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I just care about what God thinks, and I'm going to praise Him, I don't care. And I got out of my shell. Why? Because the love of God compelled me. Because He's good to me. But if I don't praise Him, you know, then I'm just like the world out there. They don't. Now, I get it. We, We all have days when we're down, and it's been a hard day, and, you know, I'm talking about generally. Generally, we should be coming in here just ready to Belt it for him because he's good. And if he's good, then our countenance should display that he's good, isn't he? You know, not that we look like, stinking, you know, we belong in a graveyard. We serve a risen king. A risen king. We should celebrate him when we come in here and, you know... Um, and then it says, you know, uh, for his mercy endures forever. Has he been merciful to you and forgiving you? Mercy is not receiving what you deserve. I mean, we all have not received what we deserve. Had had he dealt us judgment in the way we deserve, we'd be nothing, dust, beneath dust. So his mercy. And it is everlasting, which is an even greater plus. Because I need his mercy today as much as I needed it in 1999 in August when I gave my life to him. I need his mercy today because I flesh out every day there's something I'm dealing with and I blow it. And I'm glad His, His, his mercy is good for today again, tomorrow again, the next day again. His mercy is everlasting and that's part of the reason why we love him and if he's been merciful to us then I'm sure that you find it easy to serve him I do (laughs) I find it easy to serve him Psalm 100 the same one Verse 2 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. All of Israel, man, all of them are just singing and so blown away that God gets his temple, he gets his house. They're all with one accord and that cloud comes thick. That cloud. Oh my gosh, in Exodus. Even before they parted the Red Sea, that cloud was with them and God said it'd be there to lead them everything about the visual the, the, the manifestation of God's presence and approval and leading was in that cloud like man he's with us I can see that he's with us I can see that Jesus is with us can't you? I mean, y'all should be sitting at the amphitheater at Ripleyer Park right now with flashlights. But you're not. It's a miracle. Jesus is with us. You know? We got a basketball court. (laughs) And a fence that changes colors. (laughs) It does change colors. Pray that it comes out nice, okay? It literally is changing colors. But anyways. We don't see Jesus, but boy do we see the fruit here. People getting saved. People coming. People coming, listening to us on the radio. Getting invitations to places. That's not me. That's God. That's fruit. Kids getting saved. Kids getting touched by the Lord. There's, man... We don't got a cloud, but we got a lot of fruit, man. So if you don't see it, ojos, open up your eyes. We'll stop there. Father, we thank you for the blessings that you've given us, Lord. We are so unworthy, but you are good. And that is why you give them. Because you're a good, good father. And we praise your holy name tonight. We thank you for the church you've given us. But also, most importantly, the church family that we have here. Help us to be like-minded. Help us to have unity. Help us to be the people you want us to be. Lord, you said that the gates of Hades shall not prevail against your church. And we just love that promise and we believe it with all our hearts tonight. Strengthen this church. Give us humble hearts, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, our sins and help us to be the people you want us to be. And while all heads are bowed, if you're here tonight and you haven't given your life to Jesus and you know that it's time for you to repent of your sins and ask him to forgive you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so I can lead you in a prayer so that God can do that for you. Is there anybody here who needs to get right with the Lord tonight? So, Father, again, we thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. Bless our time of fellowship now, we pray. Bless this Sunday's baptisms, Lord. And I pray that you would draw more people to get baptized, for you call us to be baptized, to just show the world what has transpired in our hearts, that we have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I, we who live, but Christ lives in us. And as we get baptized under the water, it speaks of the cross, it speaks of death to self, death to the old man and woman, that all our sins are nailed with him in death on the cross, but as we come up from the water, it speaks of resurrection and a new life. All is washed away, and I am a new creation in Christ. And so I pray, Lord, that you would draw more people to get baptized. And that you would draw more people who need Jesus from the surrounding cities and from Banning and Beaumont, from the deserts, from everywhere. From the radio program, that you would bless that to draw people here. Podcasts, all the other stuff that that we have going. Touch it, Lord. Bless it. For your glory. Not for ours, but for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen please stand
0: thank you for joining us today at lasting truth radio if you're in the area come on out and join us for sunday services at 8 30 a.m and at 10 30 a.m or wednesday evenings at 7 p.m we are located at 3035 west Nicholas street in Banging, california you can also find us on youtube or instagram if you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.
2: We don't